Welcome to Just Jay-Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. More. This podcast is going to be a level 10. Oh, 10 out of 10. Uh, Give us 10 stars for this one. <laughs> level 10 podcast with Sarah May Level 10. That's what she said. Is she, well, she said she wanted to do one, but that yeah. would be a good name for her. I'm going to tell her. Level 10 podcast. If you take one look at the face behind Level 10 Salon and Education, you will fall in love with the hardworking, inspiring, and go-getter personality of Sarah May. Sarah May is an advocate for chasing your dreams, and she has done just that for herself. Her story is inspiring, but in her own words, stay tuned because the story is still being written. It's not that the rest talk. is still unwritten. That's, that's what I was thinking. Um, so let's get to know her a little bit. Just Jay-Z fam, help us welcome Sarah May Level 10 to the podcast. I just have to say, you guys are going to love this episode. We had a class with her yesterday. And then we recorded this podcast the next day and she's just so inspiring. I wasn't expecting to get therapy during the class. I thought I was just learning coloring techniques and she was just such a cool person. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this, but before we get started, let's talk peaks and pits and then uh-huh. jump into the episode. Let's talk peaks and pits. Peaks and pits. I'll go first. Thank God. (laughs) I'll put myself on the spot. My peak of the week was definitely her class. I felt like she's always been someone I've looked up to and she's so inspiring, not only with her coloring skills and techniques, but just who she is as a person. So it was really, really great to have her in the salon and get inspired. And then I would say my pit of the week was probably not having Jagger this weekend because we had such a fun weekend, but we had a crazy hair day Friday. Saturday, we had an event we went to. Sunday, we had the class. So I had him stay with my in-laws and then a nanny and so it was just so weird not to have him all weekend and happy I have him back because he's just so cute (laughs) okay as far as my life goes let's see my peak is I'm gonna ride Jesse's coattails with this one it's definitely going to be meeting Sarah Mae because we actually attended the same beauty school and so she was kind of like, we had like this wall of fame in our beauty school and she was on it and they always talked about her. And I remember when I went to the beauty school, they were like remodeling it. So they were hanging up the stuff on the wall and they didn't have like her name and her quote or whatever on the thing. So I remember the front desk girl was like, I was like, who is that girl? And she was like, oh, that's um, Sarah May Level 10. How do you not know who she is? And I was like, oh, um, I don't know, but um i can look her up and i forgot her name on instagram so i actually found a message from 2019 where i messaged her and i was like send me that girl's instagram she seems so cool because i had like little pictures of her work and i was like oh my god i can't wait to do just blondes one day so here's the question are they gonna put you on the hall of fame um they they don't have it anymore (laughs) why i don't know well, they my should. hair school has a photo, or they wanted a photo of me in their office, remember? Oh, yeah. Like, can you print us off a photo of they, yourself? You guys, last time we went there to teach a class, they were like, Jesse, we want to get a life-size photo of you and just put it here in the office so when people come in to tour or sign their papers, that's all they see. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Should I just give them that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. We should do it. We should do it. Um, okay, uh, what's your pit? Um, my pit of the week would probably be, I feel like, this is kind of stupid, but... I feel like this past week we've been 
extra busy. The past two months, mm-hmm. we've been so busy. I think we've had like one day off technically. Yeah. And like we've been coming in every day on like Saturday and Sunday or we're out of town on a trip. So I feel like I've like procrastinated a lot around my like new apartment and everything. Yeah. So I have like big boxes of like new bedding and like new mattress like toppers and stuff that I'm like, I just have sitting there. And every time I come home, I'm like, it's nine o'clock. Like I have to like shower, wash my face, brush my teeth. It's dry as hell in Utah. So I need to put a gallon of lotion on my body. I wish I was more like you. Cause for me, I'm like, oh, it's only nine. I can stay up till 1 a.m. cleaning. But then, cause well, so the way I think about it is, is I was like, I have to have like an hour to an hour and a half to like reply to people on Instagram oh, to like comment yeah. back to people or like- The hustle if, never stops. Gotta whip out these I know, DMs. to go to our <laughs> Facebook group and try to like help people answer their questions and things like that. So I feel like I have, kind of been overwhelmed with just the thought like when you go to work and you're like oh my god I have so much stuff to do whenever I get home yeah or like there's so much I can do but last night I actually after the class I was just so pumped up it was honestly Jesse's right the most inspirational class I've ever been to because I'm not into like the woo you know the the woo woo? no it's like the woo woo like inspiration and stuff like that I always try to watch inspirational videos or like things like that and it takes a lot to kind of like touch my dark heart (laughs) I think it has to come from someone you look up to and like you'll listen Uh uh-huh but I can't just watch like a random person on a commercial and be like oh my god I was just like imagine me and Jesse 10 minutes into the class like sitting in the back crying because it was just so (laughs) it it just awesome yeah but I actually was just like so pumped after that and I'm like I'm ready for the week and I made like a to-do list that was like four pages long and I was like I'm gonna do it in the class you're like to do this and you're like this is my to-do list tomorrow and it was like four pages and I was like how about that's your list for the week I'm like no I can get it done tomorrow and so then that's so mean I <laughs> she created me to be this monster. So what I did is I went home, I checked off like two pages of the list because a lot of it stuff was around my house. I did like four loads of laundry. I like cleaned, yeah. I like scrubbed my entire apartment, cleaned up everything. So the ball's rolling. Good for it's you. It's all uphill. Thank you, Sarah May, for inspiring me to do my chores. Now we'll have to listen to her podcast every morning to get re-inspired. Like, <laughs> on. All right, guys, let's jump into this episode introducing Sarah May. I listen to so many podcasts, which by the way, you need to start one. I want to start a level 10 mindset. Is that what you would do? We said that today. We're like, she needs to be a level 10. Yeah, I want to do level 10 mindset, but I don't know if I like want to do it like just for mindset. Like, yeah, I I really love real talk and all that stuff. Well, you know the cool thing about podcasts is level 10. Yeah. Lifestyle mindset. Hair. Like, ours is everything. Like, we talk about hair, Taylor Swift. (laughs) <laughs> like it what Stu crazy. did in Mexico when he was drunk and hooked up with a guy like like it's yeah. like everything uh, <laughs> yeah so do that because I feel like you have so much to offer that a podcast doesn't have to be like a pigeonhole whereas sometimes you feel like your Instagram has to be like oh it's yeah. just hair I cannot venture out I think out. I have this like thing stuck in my head though because like I was taking this like writing course when you title your book like mm-hmm. for instance like I want to call it influence her yes. but someone told me and it's now in my head that like you know if if you publish that then mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna have so many people that are like oh like what about him Ugh, you know and it's like it's not, it's not that I want to influence him either no, but, but it's then, a play on the word right so right. and then it was like uh when I was taking this writing course it was like if you're speaking to everyone then you're speaking to no one true so I kind of look into that with like the podcast too it's like would I be okay would I be safe like to speak about everything. I mean, it works for you guys, but would it work for me too? Well, and yeah, uh, I yes, feel like would. people that come and like are diehard Jay Z like girls and boys. 
and they <laughs> are always like, I, like they're obsessed with, like knowing about like, your lifestyle too. Mm-hmm. It's I feel like those are like, the diehard ones. Well, and I think that if you think of it as like not necessarily everything, but everything within your realm. So mm-hmm. like. I am knowledgeable about hair and also like motivation. Whatever you want to talk about is everything, but you're knowledgeable about each topic. You know what I mean? Because like the things we focus on, we want to talk about. I mean, yeah. if it feels genuine, people won't even question yeah, it. Yeah, you guys are always excited about what you're talking Kind of a break from the everyday. Like we just get to sit and chat. So yeah. it's the best, but you should definitely do it. Okay. I would listen. I would listen. Uh, <laughs> I would subscribe. <laughs> like... They didn't have passion, and I realized that that's um, really what I need. Like work ethic, and just like I don't care if it's you like flip burgers for like McDonald's across no, the street. Like, just like, do yeah, like I don't care. Love. I don't care what mm-hmm. you do for a living, but like I need fire. Yep. Like I need you to be all in. Yeah. yeah, that's why I got divorced the first time. The first time yeah. <laughs> I only been divorced once, but he he just <laughs> didn't do anything, and I was like just. Like, don't sit at home and play video games all day. Like, it when was, you're up here with your skill and passion and, like, but it's yeah, not like you need someone on the It's same just page. like you want, yeah, someone on the same page. Yeah. You just want someone to, like, have the same, like, yeah. feeling that you do about, like, going to work and, like, being, like, productive yeah. with something yeah. or, like, yeah. I came, I when I lived with her and her ex-husband, they, I came home one day, or I went to feed the dogs one day during lunch and I was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I didn't feel like going to work today, so I just quit. And I was like, I quit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I didn't yeah. need to come let the dogs out at lunchtime. Yeah. So I was like, I okay. for like two weeks. Like, you yeah. Before I did, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my god. I know. And now I'm with someone. That's like, another thing too. I I watched all your YouTubes, and I always was just like, I don't like. Everyone told it. me yeah. that. Like, even Stu was like, I you know I thought you were happy, but like it didn't seem like it. Like everyone picked up on yeah it and it sure. makes and sense so. that yeah. he's the one who introduced you to, to jordan to jordan yep. because it's like you guys vibe so well mm-hmm. and it's someone that like if ricky yep. would have been like oh let me introduce you to someone and you told me that i'd be like a bandage right. don't do it. like he he doesn't he doesn't have a read on the same type of person I right read. because he's not your person but he's your person in a different way you know what yep. i mean to- no i totally agree yeah. with that Soulmate, I love it. You introduced me. Like, my best friend, Soulmate, and my husband, Soulmate. Absolutely. Like, but now, because of Jordan, like, our whole group of friends now is all Jordan's friends. Like, yeah. like he introduced us to everyone that we're best friends with now, so it's, like, all meant to be, but so it's cool. freaking wild. But, okay, let's talk about you, though. That was awesome, though. <laughs> okay, so I want you to talk to us about how... Wait, are we recording? Yeah. Okay, so tell us about how you got into the beauty industry and where it all started, because you're incredible, and I think you should... Kind of tell us your journey. Oh gosh, I'm gonna cry again. <laughs> I cry. I, I wish it was a fuller story, but you know, like I was telling you guys yesterday in class, it it, it kind of like was a a plan B. I wanted to be a writer, and I went to college. I was told that if I were to write a book, that you know someone someone else would have to do it for me. And you know, I was young at the time, and that was really defeating. And um, I took some counsel from the advisor at college and they said, you know, you know, go work in the library and, and study your favorite authors and how they write and everything. And I, um, I had my own way of writing and I, I really didn't want to, to study anyone else's writing. And, and that way I wanted to write like in what 
what I wanted to write, you know, how I wanted to write. I took that advice anyways and did that for a couple months and every day on the way to work, I would see a beta institute. <laughs> so I... So did you go to FSU? I didn't. I went to Tallahassee. FTCC? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I I worked there and I saw the institute and you know I, I was always a creative, always did my friend's hair proms and stuff, and I literally like practice on my own hair, you know, high school and stuff, and I learned literally blonding like with sun in. You know, <laughs> uh, because my mom like wouldn't let me use uh, like color, but for somehow she she was convinced that sun in was not color. <laughs> so what I would do is I literally like spray sun in in my hair, blow dry it, and not like all over because like ever since I was like I said I'm a creative, so <laughs> I I wanted I wanted like dimension, and I didn't exactly know like the technique or anything but like I would spray certain pieces and I would literally give myself that like dreaded blonde like that you would see like in Malibu by just like spraying the pieces I would blow dry them and then they would lift to like whatever and then I'd be like not right enough let's do it again and I would do it again and do it again and Mm -hmm. until it was a level 10. So that's how the level 10 brand was created. And shout out to Sun Yeah. Your sponsor. So yeah, I've always been a creative in that type of way. And I like that never felt like work for me. And I was like, look, I'm good at this. So I was like, why not? You know, like I'm, I don't want to work in the library anymore. So uh, again, it was a plan B. And, um, and so I literally was a walk-in like for the institute. I literally like, instead of going to work that day, I was like, okay, this is it. And I literally like, I, I quit the library. It's like, you know, it's not like something you're going to put on your resume anyway. Yeah, literally I, I, instead of going to work, I was like, I'm going to stop by here. And so did you ever finish college or did you drop out? No, I dropped out. I love Me that. Me Small college in my hometown, Madison, Florida, and then. Oh, wait, you're from Madison? Oh, yes. I'm not like born and raised there, but that's where I like started college. I actually knew that from yesterday, but yeah, that's why. Yeah, when I when people are like, "Where are you from?" I'm like Miami because like Madison's not on the map. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never heard of it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. So you go in, you get recruited or whatever, and then when did you start? Um. That August. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I want to say it was, like, two months later. And I had to figure out, like, funds and everything. And thankfully, like, they, like, I applied for... They have FAFSA and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yep. And they're like, it's just $70 a month for, like, the rest of your life. And I was like, cool. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually cheaper than college. Let's do it. Right. And how many hours was it? Um, No, $1,600. Yeah, I remember because um, I... It was only 200 less than um, California. Mm. And by the time I graduated, California had like lowered their hours, I think, till 1600. So I was like, this is perfect. I can move to California if I want to. That's awesome. I feel like the hours should be the same wherever you go. Is that weird? It is so weird. It's like, what what makes you need to have more hours to live in a certain place? Exactly. Like, it it drives me nuts. Okay, so then you, when was this? What year did you graduate? Uh, 2011. Wow. Yeah. So crazy. 
10 years. Oh my God. Doesn't that make you feel so old? Because I have a stat uh, No, I literally like, it's so weird to be here right now because I, I seriously am so, I love what I do so much. It feels like every time like I do hair, like, like my reaction to their reaction is like, it, like it was the first client that I like ever did. You yeah. know, it's like, you don't know like how much you love what you do until like you you do someone's hair and they love it and yeah. they're just like, oh my God. Totally. Like but, the reaction yesterday. Can we talk about that? Oh my God. And I've been trying to post it all morning and really it's been a failed attempt. Like look, it literally like says on my Instagram, like what? loading three different times. Oh, and it, like, won't, what the heck? Okay. You should connect to our Wi-Fi. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. That's for parents, so my parents hope. Uh, my reaction is literally like to hers is the same as if like I had the transformation myself. <laughs> yeah. You like go through it with that. I know, and your adrenaline like kicking in and like how excited yeah, and, and like, I, giddy you I got. I got so awkward too because you guys like literally like when I say like things like, oh, we love that. It's literally because like I'm, I'm fighting back like so much emotion. So mm-hmm. like when, like I would, I would literally like fall to my knees if I could and just like cry for her because like she like told me like I want this to be like the beginning of a new chapter like I don't want to feel like the same person you know and and what else can do that but hair like seriously like changing your outward appearance and your hair is such an identity it it can take you in a new direction yeah because Mm -hmm. you see yourself every day you Mm -hmm. know and especially when you know, it's so easy to like, to say like, Hey, transformation starts with you, you know, but there's so much internal work that's, that's going to be so much more than an overnight shift. But like, what is something that literally can take one day and give them that like beginning It's it's hair. And, you know? and internal change isn't always visible, you know, to yourself or exactly. other people, whereas hair is like, whoa. And it can take their confidence to a new level that gives them the inspiration to make those changes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it took me, you know, I mean, I haven't really been tracking the amount of time it took me to to lose 80 pounds and like to lose like depression and anxiety. Yeah. I'll have to show you some before. Well, I was stalking you last night and you didn't post many photos back then, but I like did notice. I'm like, oh yeah, she has lost weight, but I didn't know it was that much. Yeah. No, I'll have to show you some before. I haven't like really opened up about it on my platform or anything yet because it's like it's a journey of like I don't know it's just it's it's a it's a deep one and um it's something I'm like going through in therapy for sure like but even looking at you I wouldn't have been able to tell because you know when people lose a significant amount of weight you can usually kind of tell yeah you look incredible and the fact that you like work out before classes I'm like that's where I need to be thank you thank (laughs) you I I mean I literally used to like envy people that that would do that because their mindset was like so strong and I like it's crazy to be here now and to be like I am that strong in my mind you know because it's not I mean the the 80 pounds weight loss is great and everything but like I literally feel so much lighter because of like the depression and anxiety is is not there as much you know like the emotional burden was lifted with that yeah it's like every day is, I mean, it, seriously, it's not like it's a, it's not an overnight thing and it's not like it ever goes away, but it's like you're, you know how to manage it you know what it takes, you know? Yeah, totally. And you know you have what it takes, which is like detrimental, I think, you know, totally. because I think that everyone needs to know that like 
you know, medication is great, but like it doesn't, you don't always need that. Like you, sometimes I feel like you, people will turn to medication because they don't quite understand that like you actually have the the willpower to like fight it yourself. Yeah. And food and exercise is medicine in its own right. Yeah. So for eating healthier, like being active, you always feel so much better like day to day, even if you like skip a day working out or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is crazy. When did you start the weight loss journey? Um, two years ago. That's well, it? Well, and you know, you guys, it's been like, it's actually, I mean, I started this time, this journey two years ago, okay. but the real journey started when I, I had a gymnastics accident and I lost my spleen. Oh, and, what? Yeah. Are you kidding? And I had to have it like, you know, an emergency surgery to get it removed and Whoa. literally like, um, nowadays they do it like telescopically and like don't have don't give you a scar or anything really like, just a tiny little oop, you know but you know when I was a young girl they like kept me down the center oh, and nice. it's like it's a gnarly scar because like at the time I had lost pulse and like it was like how old were you I was 14 oh my gosh what what happens without your spleen like you obviously can survive but like it doesn't change anything it changes so much when it comes to your immune system yeah. Oh so like God. I get sick easier. Like, yeah. Like <clears throat> even if I were to like get a massage, like I have to drink like so much water after because I, it's, I'll get sick. Like if there's anything going around, I will get it. Like, yeah. So I, I have to like stay on the <laughs> vitamin C and all of that stuff. And it's, it's whatever. Like, thankfully it's not like, you know, um, a detrimental organ that you like yeah. must have, but wow. Yeah. I feel like you're an onion and you have so many layers to your story. And every time I talk to you, it's like, Oh, you went through this and this. And this. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. You guys like, I mean, I feel so young for being 30, but I, at the same time, it's like a long 30 years. Like yeah. it really is like each, each year was like, seriously, like a long chapter, <laughs> like 10 years in one year. <laughs> But how much wisdom do you have now? Like, I feel like it, you wouldn't have been who you are today without all that. Seriously. And I, and I'm so lucky. And like, I don't take for granted, like the, the clientele that I have and, and how I'm able to be able to influence them because it's everything that I needed when I was a young girl. So it's, it's really cool to have yeah. the experiences that I have and be able to share from experience, you know, um, for them because it's you know like I they're they're all so different my clients are all so different but you know it's they're on their own path and I'm able to connect like in in almost every way even though they're so different you yeah know? well and what other job introduces you to that many walks of life and different people that you can connect with and spend three to four hours with and help change their life but then they can help change yours at the same yeah time. and it's so cool it's like literally we're like I don't know like girl power squad you know oh, like we're like rooting each other on like my first uh class model um her name's Avery and she she was 14 when I first did her hair for class wow um yeah and I remember her telling me her dream and her dream because that's like something like one of the things I loved ass like what is your passion and she's like well I just signed with an agency and oh. you know she wanted she wants to be a model and so being with her on her journey and now she's uh, 17 or I think she just turned 18 but oh. um, she 
now, like fast forward, she, um, you know, she's had so many like um, people, you know, in in the industry. It's a brutal industry, model industry. Tell her that, you know, oh, like wait till you're older because like your body is so seductive at this age. We can't like put you in a certain something because you're young or like your your face is structured like a certain way. So like you have to wait till you're older. And it's just like so hard to hear when you're young, you know, or like, you know, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. Like, you know, and I've been there, you know, I was a gymnast and I formed the body of a gymnast and then I went to ballet because yeah, that's where, you know, I wasn't going to do gymnastics again, not by choice, but my parents were like, after your accident. Yeah. And so going into, you know, classical ballet, like there's a certain body type. Yeah. I have 10, 110 pounds. Half a boiled eggs, half a grapefruit for the morning. Like, I remember my first ballet camp, I literally, like, it was brutal. Like, brutal for a young girl to to be like, what? Like, there's actually people, like, there's people that are 5'10 that look like this. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, they weigh 100 pounds at that height. Like, like, I mean, like, I just thought it was weird that, like, that there's a certain industry that, like, requires a certain body type mm-hmm. and all of that when when I learned the choreography because of gymnastics more work like I learned choreography like faster than any dancer I was able to do it just as good if not better because of my flexibility mm-hmm. and choreography and I was still put on the back row because I did not have the body type that's insane that, it's like the um uh... What do they call it? Like pageant poison? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you go on stage and they're like, okay, you're the- such like a mental game too. Yeah. Especially when you're young and like you already have like so many hormones and like going through <laughs> yeah. like hitting puberty or whatever it is. Totally. Um, I feel like it's just a lot to add on top of just like everyday struggles. Oh my gosh, yeah. Luckily, I found my love in contemporary dance. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, and like that, you don't require a body type. No. And do you do that currently? Like, do you? Yes. Like, like I just got back into it, and um, you know, I haven't had a studio to dance in. But one of my clients, like, she just opened her own dance studio a year ago, and I reached out and I was like, "Look, like, like dance is therapy for me. I miss it so much." And she was just like, girl, anytime. So we kind of like, I'm going to give her a discount on hair for when she comes get services done. Oh. And she just like gives me the key and I like put it in the drop box mm-hmm. after I'm done. It's great. And you get to go in by yourself. Yes, just... by myself and just dance. And I'm going to do it on the Sundays that I like don't have classes. And I just go in and I mean, this last time was my first time that I, that I used her studio. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I just kind of eased into it because it's been so long since I like have been in that yeah. you know it was like it was almost like imposter syndrome I was like am I a dancer like, <laughs> yeah it's like relearning that yeah and like working that muscle again it's so isn't it funny how you can have imposter syndrome about anything <laughs> in your life like the story you were telling us yesterday about how you graduated hair school and then you begged them to do it again <laughs> like will you talk about that because I thought that was so funny Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, Debbie Copeland. She was a director. At the oh, time. I know Debbie. Oh my god, and I love her so much. And thankfully, she believed in me more than I did myself. Like yeah. for a very long time through my career, um, she actually was the one who like scouted me, like to move back from Orlando to uh, be a technical coach. Like only like two two years after I graduated. Oh yeah, to a team of ten. 
at the academy right next door to the, the institute. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can like teach and like manage like a salon. Thankfully, I took the opportunity because now I'm an owner and that gave me like a, a trial run of Crash what course. It, yeah, of what it would be like. But yeah, I remember graduating and just not feeling like, um, like I was adequate, you know, I, or like what, where do I go from here? Like I, I didn't know exactly like what my niche was like at all. I don't know. And I just like, I wanted to do it again. And I wanted to like, just gain more confidence. And she, she was just like, no, like you're going to gain confidence by being on the floor, you know, and, and, and doing it that way. Yeah. Because you can only learn so much in school, you know, like yeah. even if you did it three times. Right. Our school was very hands-on, I feel like. That's I feel cool. like I got really lucky with that aspect yeah. of it. Has your name always been Sarah May Level 10? No, it was um, when I first started Instagram, it was Sarah May underscore 24. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because I was 24 when I started. Might as well, right? Yeah. That's actually so cute. I feel like yeah. everyone started that way with like the really filtered photos on Instagram yeah. and like the name of <laughs> underscores and all that. So when did you come up with the name level 10? How did your brand evolve into what it is today? Not even each year, but it like all happened so fast when it comes to like my mission and, mm-hmm. and the, the name for level 10. But at first, like when I named like my Instagram level 10, it was because I was, I was branding myself as a blonding specialist yeah. and level 10 is the lightest of all the blondes. And I just, I, I knew hashtags was a thing and I was trying to like create my own like hashtag for people to see my work. So I was hashtagging level 10 blonde um and uh it just became a thing and then you know gosh that was four years ago and then once I knew I was going to own a salon I was already pretty well branded at the time um as far as like my clientele goes Uh you know like I I didn't necessarily feel like I like created you know a a brand brand. Sometimes you do on accident though. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, oh, this is working. And then you can turn it into that. Yeah. And I, I, um, I don't know. And so I, I just felt like I didn't have any, any other option at the time. Not that I wanted, you know, anything else. And so I went with it. And then whenever I was writing our, um, salon menu, I wanted to put, um, our mission statement. Will you read that? Cause I thought it was amazing. Yes. Um, And I mean, I think the important thing, you know, that I try and tell, you know, well, my team will probably like just quote me every day <laughs> about it is because I, um, I always tell them, you know, don't, it's, it's not about the look of being like a 10, you know, it's really about like showing up like for yourself. And when you do that, like you will feel a 10 and also like the, the effort. You know, like on, on our side of, of what we do as hairstylists, because I've been the client before to someone who didn't give me a 10, but charged me, you know, mm-hmm. as if it was a 10 and that doesn't feel good either, you know, and it's just like maximum effort, you know, and it makes you feel so good. So if I show up to work with, maximum effort like prior I feel good you know it's um uh it's like suiting up you know you're always gonna feel better when you like look your best and like I know it's contradictory to 
to saying it's not about looking your best, but um, how you want to represent yourself and how you feel best, you know? Yeah. And so if you feel your best with no makeup on and, and all of that, <laughs> then more than likely, like you're in an industry that's like, that's gonna resemble that, you know? Yeah. But if you're, if your best is combat boots or whatnot, then, and that's how you rock, rock the day. I don't know. Like, so our, my team has like style of many, like, I love that. I, like I'm so inspired by their style. They, and thankfully I worked for Mac cosmetics before I was a really, yeah. Hairstylist. And one thing I learned about Max culture, sorry. Um, when Mac sold uh, to SA Lauder, they, the only thing, the, the only non-negotiable that they had was, look, we want them to continue to wear black and we don't want them to wear those makeup robes that every other yeah. Yeah. Um, makeup, you know, counter has to wear. And we don't want them to have a dress code. We want it to be all black, whatever you want. And I'm not even kidding you. You could go to Vegas at a Mac and you would literally like a girl could be in a mesh black top with no bra underneath. <laughs> and literally, like, no one can say anything because, like, that is written in stone. Like, yeah. it's, like, literally. expression. Yes. And so that's how we are at the salon. That's how we are, too. We have guidelines of, like, obviously no nipples <laughs> hanging out. Oh, or like, sure. you know, yeah, But yeah, yeah. everyone's allowed to wear what they want because I actually feel like you attract the clientele that your outward appearance is. Like, Stu's going to attract a different clientele than I would and same with the girl next to me and you know and I feel like that's a way to express who you are and your clients are going to kind of be drawn to that oh totally yeah it's a vibe attracts your track yeah <laughs> and it all it all does like start with yourself and like how you show up for yourself and mm -hmm. so like like that for me is like the most important part about like the meaning of level 10 yeah. is like feeling that for yourself before you know showing up to work for your client you know because I was so unhappy in like my work for so long and I you guys know how much I love what I do. Yeah. So um it's just a reflection of like I wasn't showing up for me and now that I know that it's something that I'm thankful that I have that experience for and I can like share that with my team and other people and say like look like it truly does start with you you will be so much happier, you know. I love that level ten has a double meaning. I didn't even know that. Like yes. the whole be a ten for yourself and also level ten. Like yes. that's show up as a ten. I mean, the girls know we have mental days at the salon. Like really? yeah, like we, you know, if if you need to call in and it's it's for a mental day, like no one's no one's gonna say anything. Wow. We will call your clients. We'll reschedule. Um, Do you we, think people abuse it, or have you been lucky not to have that? Um. I don't think they abuse the mental days. Um, mm -hmm. I think sometimes sick days are probably like, are you really sick? Yes, especially with COVID or, times, you really can't question it anymore. And you're like, dang it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I, it's, you know, yes, I know. It's something new I'm trying to navigate with as well, yeah. you know, like. But cool as an owner that you care about your staff's mental health, because if they're in a good place, they're going to show up for you and your salon and the clients. And yeah, I think that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah, but our um, our mission is, um, here it is, our goal at Level 10 Salon is to provide the best experience and results. When you leave our space, you leave feeling more beautiful, empowered, and inspired to live fearlessly. 
I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that just stems from like transformation, like, yeah. and the efforts that we, you know, put in at the salon, you know, not just with like how we approach hair, but like the experience as well, you know, like mm-hmm. making sure that like, what we talk about is meaningful or like that it's about you when you come in, you know? Yeah. Um, Something I took away from our class yesterday that I thought was amazing is you don't just care about the result of their hair. You care about their experience. You know, everything is about them. You're very dedicated to making sure they're okay. They're enjoying it. And I love that because the client experience takes it to a whole new level and you can charge more when you give them a great experience on top of great hair. Oh, absolutely. And like, I mean, I don't know who started the the thing that went viral about Botox, you know, like yeah. it was like the, the, not like it was a meme. It was just, maybe it was a behind the chair posted something that said, you know, it takes, you know, $600 and 15 minutes for Botox. Yeah. So why are our prices like True. You know, so, so yeah. low? And Especially because like, they last the same amount of time. Botox is every few months. Hair can be the same. Yeah. yeah. And mm. you know, if you think about it, like that was a lot of work yesterday. Uh, yeah. You know, and not only was it transformation on the outside, but holy F, like she wrote mm-hmm. me like something that was like, they, like, hold on, let me read this. Wait, that's cute. Wait, I have to like say this because it's, it literally was like, what is life right now? Um, she goes, <laughs> I, she goes, thank you so much for everything. You're such an inspiration for me now. I'm excited for this new chapter and glad I was able to write your name in the first page. <gasps> oh, I got chills. That's what? You know, like to be, to, okay, like it is not just hair, you guys. No, you know what I mean? It's so much deeper. It's so much deeper. Well, and I loved like um, after the uh, color part when we did the panel, I saw her on the side and she was just taking selfies I, uh, after selfie. And I was like, dead. I love that. Like, she, she loved it. And she was like talking to someone on the phone. I couldn't hear her, but she was like, like, and like you can see like her hand motion. She was like, are you freaking out? And I'm like, oh my God, it's so cute how much she loves it. It's so how crazy. Um, so she reached out to me and she was actually going to come to Florida in like in a few weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does she live here? No. Oh, where does she live? Is she in Dallas? Maybe? Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Somewhere. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, she, she said like, I'm vacationing and like, I'd really love to get in. She, um, was inspired by Macy, one of my other curly hair, um, yep, I saw that. horse hair clients and, um. And uh, I was like, yes, let's totally do it. And it happened to be at the time where I was like in the beginning of, of searching for a client from Utah. And I've already reached out, you know, to some of, you know, the the candidates I had. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, I don't think my agency wants me to go like lighter or or they were or they were too blonde. And like this class was, was not that any every class is important to me, but I was so excited for you for you guys I really wanted like you to see like a challenge and and I wanted to do it in a way where almost like you guys would be like well when I saw her I was like you're doing that I was like I would never get in front of I was so impressed because jam packed (laughs) tickets are sold out and you're like I'm about to tackle a really hard no I want it because like I think there's nothing cooler like than to be the example of like facing your fears yes and like uh, to me it was scary like I was like literally I mean I know from experience that this is going to work out I did it on Macy yeah but like in past classes like I have taken littler pickups than 
what I did yeah. on Bobby and yeah. she literally like they were just like oh my god like it's it's gonna be like stripey and I'm just like yeah the yeah. watch you Trust know the like process. because that took me probably less than you know if I were baby lighting that mm-hmm. that would have taken me the whole day all day and like you were able to see the impact like of the placement and how much work yes. you can get done which is awesome yeah I can't wait to start doing and I like that. I'm so passionate about that because like placement is like what makes me an artist yeah. you know like I love the placement of it all and I I love the process too and I like that you know it's it's not always gonna be like a a smooth sale you know mm-hmm. like I I like the part in class where students are walking up and being like you know, I would never have thought that, yes. that this would be the approach. Well, you know? I tell people in our classes that even if you come and you learn just one thing, that's it. It can change everything. Like, let's say everyone was like, yeah, I do blonding. I, you know, I'm just here for fun. But like, if they saw one placement and they're like, oh, I could try that. It's like a light bulb moment. And it can yeah. change that. your entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like the way, like their foil placement is like 10 times faster than the way oh, I've yeah. been doing yeah. it. And I've actually been watching like a bunch of videos on like using the larger foils mm-hmm. and everything. And then I saw you do it yesterday. I was like, that's Where do you get your foils? That was the first time that we did big foils everywhere. Really? Yeah. Because she just had the length of hair and I knew that like if if the foils were going to be processing that long that they needed just more more space totally. you know in the foil and you know like another thing too that was pulled out yesterday is that she naturally has curly hair so I was able to like teach in that way be yeah. like look like I'm truly doing this placement for how she wears her hair curly yes which I'm to going to post a picture of I can't wait of to that, that because you know uh, hair like highlights get lost in the sauce when yeah. it comes to curls yeah. and so that's a big part of why I don't know I was like so excited for everyone's like reaction especially when I was tapping you know like yes. you saw some of the like looks like it was funny to be like I hope this works out I did, right <laughs> you guys, you're like just wait this is a different ball game like it is. curls coarse hair all dark hair like it's so much different than just like working on like a blonde like yep. trying to be blonde yeah, it's a different, I'm sure it's like the same idea, but it has to be specific placement for their hair. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. And my, I can't wait to see yeah. And my process is so different. Like I said, I'm like 20% theory and 80% artist. Like, yes. You know, um, I love that. I, uh, they, I'm not <clears throat> your Ashley Norman of hair. And I love her for her because she is, she is 80% theory, yeah. 20% artist. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's what I, I would say. She's me flipped around. Yeah, you know? totally. But we're, our results still there. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, it's so cool. cool. Everyone has their own yeah. journey. Someone's get even the same thing. Absolutely. So how did you start with education? Like, how did it lead into where you're at today? Because I feel like you kind of told me, like, you never thought you were good enough. You were kind of scared. Motivational speaking, like, that's a whole new thing for you that you were scared of. How did you yeah. evolve into that? Well, the motivation part is very new and I remember like in the very beginning of my career, I, I was always like the shy hairstylist and I would avoid, you know, conversation at all costs, but I was, I, I gained confidence and I gained like close relationships with my clients, um, eventually, you know, and, um, I had a client in Tallahassee and she, she was like, Oh my gosh, you were so motivating. Like, why don't you, you know, start showing that side of you more and whatnot? And I was like, oh my gosh, because I have a fear of like 
speaking in front of people, da da da. And I just remember it was like, you know, like what I was talking about yesterday, Little Whisper. And I didn't listen to it. The next visit, like, I just thought about it more. And, you know, I remember prior to that, I was like, why are, you know, why aren't you like doing yoga, like, and, and doing that? Cause she was passionate about yoga and she was working for the state and she was kind of like the first person that I was able to influence like as a hairstylist, yeah. you know, by more than just doing their hair by like conversation. And that's kind of when it clicked with me that like, we do, a, we have like, we're more than just like the technical, like mm-hmm. we have like, we're therapists, yes. you know? Everyone yeah, in our industry, yeah, therapists, like we all know that. Yeah, and she um, she ended up quitting her job, and in the first year of, of opening her yoga studio and educating, she like made six figures, which wow. is incredible because mm. she cut her hours like by 50%, mm. and you know, like so much happier, and I, I just remember being like, I wish I could, you know, like mm-hmm. do that, and so I always had that passion inside me to motivate and so I kept doing it with my clients you know throughout the years of my career and then um whenever uh, I started educating four years ago that was another little whisper um and that was um people saying you know like you should teach classes you should teach classes and then I avoided it and kept doing the whole email thing where I, I would email like the formulas and I would answer everyone's questions like through DMs and stuff. And eventually it really did like become um, a negative um, work life mm-hmm. balance for me where I was just working all the time. And I, and I like kept telling myself, I love it. I love it. And I did, but I literally lost myself. Um, How do you differentiate that now? Like if people DM you asking for advice or formulas, what do you say now? Like, so you're not caught up in that. Um, like you just say, come to a class. Yeah. And you know, if it's not, if it's not a quick, it, it could be a quick response, mm-hmm. but it's never like what it used to be where it's like in depth because I, I limit myself on, you know, direct messages yeah. and, and stuff like that. Like I, I time myself. It's like work hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, if I have the time, I will. If I don't, I won't, you That's know? That's awesome. Good um, for you. Cause you're not obligated to you know, yeah. respond to every single thing, yeah. especially with the platform. I'm sure you get a million things yeah. a day, you know? And it's just like, you know, I think of it just like a client in your chair with a certain budget. It's, um, you know, I always give them an option. Like mm-hmm. the option is never, I won't be your hairstylist. You know, the yeah. option is just, you know, what can we do in, in this range, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same yeah. with direct messages. It's like, it's never a, I'm just not going to respond. It's just whatever I have the time for and energy is. And I think it's important for people who may have DM'd you to know that if they DM you and you only have time for this response, then honestly go to a class because you're going to get so much more. And that's where you need to give your energy, you know? And it's hard too when people are like, what's the formula for this? It's not going to be the same. You can't just put that on someone and have it be yeah. And that's why I think like, I mean, I admire what you guys do so much, like as far as podcasting and and vlogging and stuff, because I think that you, you were really in touch with like what your audience like wants and you're able to create platforms like on, you know, on those things and versus spending just your, your downtime responding to dms like totally. you're you can make a podcast and oh how many times did somebody like, like us and we're they're like can you give me advice on this and we're like we have a podcast on yeah, it and i'm like there's no link yeah yes. it's yeah. so nice yeah. 
And that's awesome. like because that, they're gonna get yeah. more out of that too than me yes. being like, oh well, here's a tip. Like it's not that that's like not helpful, but I feel like having like an episode like assisting people ask yeah. us about assistance yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so I can just be like, we have an assisting one-on-one podcast. Here's the link. Let me know if you have questions after it. And exactly. Like that answered all my questions. Thank you. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I think it's like you know I would have never thought of starting a podcast, but the same thing kind of happened like with just the little quotes I post in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. like the level 10 mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, people are like, wow, I like needed this or, you know, it just being like real and talking about mental health. Like yeah. it really, it's a vulnerable thing to do. And it's scary to like, because I do feel like in a way, like, I mean, I was, I remember being a student wishing that I, my, the educators that were influencing me would talk about how they got to where they were or like, are they struggling, you know? And so now, now that I'm that, I just feel like it's, it's cool that I have the opportunity if I wanted to, to do that. I don't know. I just feel like there's more options now. And I feel like it goes hand in hand with what you're trying to create for your brand with the motivational speaking. Cause honestly, the more you podcast and start speaking on either camera or on a recording, you're going to be even more comfortable the next time you do it in front of people. Yeah. I think it's been a good thing for us to practice, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. That's I'm already feeling comfortable. Yay. I'm so glad. Um, I have a question for you. How did you start your social media growth? Like, did it just happen? Cause I remember in the class you were like, I started getting followers and I was like, what is happening? Like, I didn't even know that you were scared about that in the beginning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I would say like probably four years ago is when it really started happening. Like I moved to Destin with no clientele. Um, and it was, it was about a three hour drive from Tallahassee. So I had a few clients who would come, you know, make the drive. I was, I, I went to a salon that was very established. I think they were in the industry for probably 20 years at that time. And yeah. And you know, a lot of their stylists were established 10 years, also 10 years in, you know, their own way of doing things yeah. and, and all of this. And I was, uh, probably at the time, I was four, I don't, I don't know how many years I had been doing here, but like not very long. Um, and so, I was newer at doing it than them. Yeah. So I had a fresh perspective. I, I was, and I, and I knew I wanted to specialize in blondes at this point. You know, um, I left my job of being a technical coach and manager at, at Tallahassee and I, I was in a comfortable salaried position. So that was like a first like leap of, that's scary, of faith, mm-hmm. like to be like, wow, I'm moving here. No clientele, no nothing. And I kind of did it because I, at the time, I, I wanted to move to California, but I wanted to spend the last month kind of just looking for a place. Like, I didn't want to rush into finding a place in California. And one of my hair school besties lived in Destin. And so I was like, I'm going to live with you for a month, figure it out. Yeah. And I ended up, like, not being able to not do hair for a month. Yeah. So, I ended up, like, you know, getting a job here. I ended up staying. How long have you been there now? Four and a half years. Wow. Almost five, I think. That's so cool. That's or maybe, nice. hold on. I love it. I don't really know, but I can't, yeah, yeah. let me. I, you ended up where you were meant to be, though, mm-hmm. so that's Yeah, amazing. and the thing is, is that, like, you know, 
people think just because I open a salon there that like I'm stuck there. I'm like, I never feel like I'm limited to Dustin. Like as soon as I want to live in LA, I'll live in LA. Amazing. You know, but it doesn't mean I'll close Dustin. I mean, unless my heart says close Dustin, you know, you have to just listen to that. Yeah. But yeah, I, or Utah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) And I, I moved and I knew that like social media at that time, like I said, was, uh, was blooming and I took full advantage. Was it just like photos you were posting that got attention? And Yeah, I remember taking before and afters and, um, you know, I just, I, I was in love with the transformation and I think it really, it really uh, popped off, I would say, <laughs> um, when the salon had like a competition, you know, on the coast of like top salon mm. and we had to make over someone in 24 hours yeah uh who we made over like you know she she was a a gate guard she had this long hair that you know was a color correction we ended up cutting it off and it was short and blonde yeah i know what you're talking about basically like i mean ever it was crazy it went viral like (gasps) yeah the transformation did and for me like um telling a story to you know like thought you know, some publicity because it was the first time like that I realized that transformation like really is, it's just an empowering thing. Like she, she, we turned her around and literally like it was two in the morning when I was done, um, you know, with her color and she had no makeup on or nothing. Cause you know, I started it at like 10 because her color had to be the last thing mm-hmm. because the next morning it was going to be hair, ma- like makeup. Styling. I was, yeah, I was going to restyle and her spray tan and then nails, like, oh. and prepare her for like the runway, like literally. Oh yeah. That. And so when I turned her around at like two in the morning, she, you know, she's in her jammies and everything. So just imagine like, you don't even need the makeup to like feel brand new or anything. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she's sitting in the chair and she like first got stunned, you know, yeah. and I literally, my heart dropped because this was the first time in my life that I thought like she hates it, you know, because I, I genuinely could not read and you know how good I read people yes. could not read for like just a, a glimpse of a second, mm-hmm. like her reaction, like where this is going. But it was genuine shock, like, for the first, like, I would say five seconds. And she, like, she did this to her chair. She, like, held on to both sides. And she, like, slowly, like, moved closer to the mirror. And she goes, she goes, she goes, this is what it's like. And I go, like, to be blonde? You know? Like, I don't know what I was thinking. You know how awkward I get. Because I wanted to be crying at this point. Like, at this point, she had tears filling her eyes. I had tears filling my eyes. One of my best, like, uh, hair friends, Tyler, had tears filling his eyes. And she goes, no, to be beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I just got chills. Literally, like, I was in the worst place in my life. Like, you know? And so I could not. That changed me and my purpose of doing hair because that's when I realized that it doesn't matter, like, like where you're at and like what you look like or whatever that like we do have like that power to like change someone's perspective and 
to change in like one day. Yeah. That's like like it's crazy to me that she went her whole life like not knowing that feeling mm-hmm. and that that moment gave that to her and it it was just you did that. It was just insane. It was like I it's one of the best moments I've ever had in my life. Like how cool um, that that also was the same moment that like pivoted your social media and your career. Oh, right? absolutely because moment. and that's yeah. what I want to say is that like passion and purpose. I've always had a passion for doing hair, but my purpose changed like that moment because I knew that we have the the ability to impact people's lives, and that became my purpose it's like through transformation. Too. Through transformation, you know. So yeah. it's like if that's your purpose, like no wonder I go all in with yeah. my clients, you mm-hmm. know, um, and. It's know. always worth it, though. It's, it's the most addicting feeling in the world. Oh, it doesn't matter, like, what you're going through. I did a post on my Instagram, like, two weeks ago, and I was like, this stylist burner, like, we all did it. It's so normal. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, this taboo thing. But then I had a recorded reaction. I never really do that for a girl that I did a transformation on. I and saw she, that. And when she turned around, like, she started crying. And I actually, like, cut out all the clips of her crying. I was like, every time I go and look at this post or apply to a comment, I'm just going to cry every time I see it. But her reaction, there's nothing better than it in this world. It's the best high. I would rather do that than any drug I would be addicted to in the world. Like it it is like that. Like you want it. Yes. You need it. Like it's like a craving. And that's like, you know what I, this post I'm trying to make that literally like won't load. But like I, you know, and I said it yesterday, like the, the easiest, like, it's the hardest thing to describe, yeah. like, mm-hmm. what passion truly feels like. But if you've ever, if you've ever felt love or have, have been in love or think you've been in love or whatever, it doesn't matter if it, if it was real or not. Mm-hmm. Like, to you, that emotion was real. And there's no better feeling than love. Mm-hmm. But if you have passion, like, that to me feels the same. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, you know, being 30, having clients of all ages, like yeah. some of them are like, why, why isn't like having kids getting married so important to you? And I, I genuinely feel like it's because like, not that I'm like content with like where I'm at in my life, but I'm so like, I feel like I'm in love every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, it's not that I don't need a man, but yeah. like, it's, it's that feeling, you know? Well, it's like your job right now is your baby and yeah. your passion. And that's okay. I think a lot yeah. of women get shamed for that when it's like, that doesn't necessarily need to be your journey just because it's the norm. Yeah. And I love that you still have, like, you feel like your life is full. You're not missing anything. So cool. And it's funny that. how like people follow you because you're like a hairstylist and look up to you and want to like come to your classes and learn your techniques, but they like want to know so heavily like about your dating life. <laughs> they ask about it all the time. You do? My? Oh, about this yours? Yeah. You're like, tell us if you're dating. I feel like, yeah. I love that. ask me about mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, people, I like, feel like I, like the people I look up to, I want to know more about them personally. That's why yeah. I loved your story yesterday because I'm like, I have no idea I about this. But like, I remember Miss Kay, whenever she was, um, she showed us one of her Instagram posts and it was like, she we were talking about pricing and that's what we were learning about. <laughs> <laughs> So one day in school we were talking about pricing and there was a post you had with, was it like, did you have a color crunch? It was like two thousand dollars or something crazy one time. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean because she flew in from New York mm-hmm. and it was like 
you know, we spent, it was, it wasn't like we spent the whole entire week, but we planned, you know, for her to do a two day thing, but like break it up during the week, you know? Nice. Um, she, so she, I remember her showing us that post so and like reading us the caption and like she had a little whiteboard like out where on the master's floor oh, and that. she was, um, writing, um, everything. I don't even know where I was going with this now because I started over too many, so many times. Okay, so we've touched a little bit on imposter syndrome, and I want to know, do you experience that still with everything you have? Because in the beginning, I think it's, you know, common to experience that, but do you still feel feelings like that? Oh my gosh, all the time, and like, in so many different ways, too. Like, for instance, career, um, you know, I have so many different passions, and it's just like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, if dance was like, a five years ago thing and I like want to pick it back up it's uh, it's like am I still a dancer kind of thing you know and the same with what I'm what I'm currently doing right now in my career I own a salon I'm trying to like build my leadership skills um I'm trying to uh you know do our do the classes in a different way and and truly like become a motivational speaker um because I I would love for it to be not just, you know, you know, geared towards hairstylists, you know, that would be so cool. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for me when it comes to imposter syndrome is that, you know, I, as much success as I do have in my career, I don't take it for granted. And it's not that I don't realize it and I'm so grateful for it, but I also like my personal life is like nowhere that would reflect, uh, you know, uh, yep. of what people probably think, you know, I have in my personal life, yeah. you know, like I'm not dating. I am living, you know, with a married couple and two kids. Like, <laughs> I love it. You know, like yeah. I, um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I have to work on. And I think, I think for me, that's like, that's huge. It's like, uh, for imposter syndrome, yeah. it's like, am I worthy of, this success, if my personal life doesn't reflect that. Yes. And, you know, on the same token, or not actually not the same token, but like different, you know, approach or whatever perspective is that I, I feel so fulfilled because I'm living in my purpose, like when it comes to my work, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But it, it is really hard, like, to have this personal life that's like, it, it almost feels like it's an, in the beginning, like how I was 10 years ago in my career is how I am right now in my personal life, my beginning, you know? So it's weird to have this career that's 10 years in the making of the success that I have now, but a personal life that's just beginning. How cool is that though? Because now you're able to focus on that part of it and be like, Hey, I'm going to transform this. And you're right. Like social media is so hard because people could see your follower count and the work you do and the success you have and think like she just must have it made. And people jump to conclusions all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I get that too. Like, how do you balance everything with being a mom and working? And I'm like, I don't, I literally am struggling, but like, you don't show that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. But then it makes me feel that same way. Like I should have my life together. I should know what I'm doing, but we're all human and we're all on a journey and it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. And something too, that's like helping me with imposter syndrome is that like, I'm looking at, you know, my life as, as one thing, life Mm -hmm. instead of work life, Yeah, you know, because it's, I'm, I'm living in my passion when it comes to my, my career and I'm going to 
start doing the same when it comes to my life. So that way it all reflects as, as one. It's all the same. And so I don't feel the disconnect between, you know, why am I not here in my personal life, but I'm here in my career because if I'm living in my passion in both, then it's just going to be like, I'm in love with my life. You yeah. Know? I'm not in love with my career. Yeah. Cause you people know? ask you about like work life balance all the time. And yeah. we always say like, we don't see this as work because it's our passion. It's our excitement. And obviously having money is great, but that's not my motivator. I'm doing this to like help other people. And I feel better. And I feel like there should be no line in the sand of like, this is your work. This is your life. You're right. Like if you're living your dream and your purpose and your passion, it should all just kind of like meld together. Yeah. Especially like as a business owner, you know, like I, right now currently, it's so weird because I'm, I'm really not at the salon as much as people think I am. And yeah, I mean, I don't have an office that's at the salon, which is a huge deal because a lot of like what I'm working on is like the leadership aspect, like the the admin, the, just the behind the scenes stuff as far as a business owner. Yeah. And so I do a lot of that working from home. And then whenever I get to be creative or I want to see my team, like, you know, I'll schedule like, you know, an hour to like physically be present like Mm -hmm. with them because I do miss them. And like, that's why like I wanted to work with them. Like I, I know them all from 10 years of like in the industry and it's, um, it's just crazy because, you know, there's some salon owners out there that are like, Oh my gosh, like I'm always at work. Like, how do you, how do you deal with work-life balance? And, you know, I think through those conversations, I've realized that like, even if my life does become, I'm all at work, it, as long as I'm like passionate about what I'm doing, it doesn't matter. And you won't look at it like, yeah, I'm always at work, you know, like you, you truly have to like mold your day for it to look like how you want your life to look, mm-hmm. you know? And a part of that is like work. And I think that's when you find the balance is like when you, when you uh, like win the day. And mm-hmm. I think like you do that by like structuring it how you want, yep. you know? And that was a big focus in your class yesterday. And I loved that. I was like, it's so true. You have to be intentional with how you want your day to look and how you want your life to look. Cause it, it goes hand in hand, you know? Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's not, I don't think there should be work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I think we should just have balance. I agree. Because you, know? you put so much pressure on yourself defining it that way. You know? Yeah, it's life. Like, why yeah. don't we focus on just finding our our passion and our purpose? And then, like, like who's to say you even need balance after that? Right? You know? Yeah. Like, I literally could do this all day. And I also feel like there's seasons of your life where this will take precedence and then this is going to take precedence the next season. And that's okay to like give more of your energy to this and not have it be balanced. Cause maybe that's what that time in your life needs, you know, for sure. And I'm like, I've always known like from a young age that like, whatever I want to do, I'm going to like, I'm going to go all in and it doesn't matter. Like what I go to school for, I I'll change careers. Like if, if my heart tells me, to retire doing hair and to travel and do motivational speaking, then then you'll do it. Sarah may underscore motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motivation no more yeah, I'm motivation just kidding, but like you know, yes. you know what I mean. It's you like I, I truly don't like identify myself as um, as a hairstylist. Yeah. You know, and I think that um, I don't know. I think that's important. Like no matter like what industry that you're in, that you're not identifying yourself with like 
what you do. You identify yourself with like your passion and your purpose. I love that yeah. because for me, I feel like obviously people who like follow me or like follow all of us are like they're amazing hairstylists. I want to go to their class or I went and took their class this that and the other. But I'm like I kind of just want to be your friend. Like I don't really want to be like a hairstylist you look up to because sometimes it almost for me I'm like. I don't know if I'm deserving of that title. Do you ever feel like that? That's imposter syndrome. It is. Uh-huh. Oh, it is. Because yeah. I'm like, uh, I have only like technically been doing hair like three years, but I always grew up around it because I like. You have to like justify it. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, should I be up here t- telling these people like what I know? And I'm like, well, it works for me, and all my clients love it. And it's like the best thing for their hair. So I'm like, it's got to work for them if they can like replicate it for their clients. And I love it so much because I always wanted to be like. A teacher because I was actually going to end up teaching at a makeup. Really? Yeah. So I was like, I want to be a teacher, and that's when I went to college. And I went twice, dropped out, <laughs> and then I was like, I'll just go to beauty school. My mom, my grandma does it. Everyone, and I'll just turn it into being like a beauty school instructor. Uh, and but do you like relate to that? You're like, do I actually deserve to be up here right now in front of all these other people? Absolutely. I mean, pretty much every class I get, mm-hmm. like. I mean, it's a it's a difficult process to go through, like the the preparation of it all, you know. And thank God for my director Katie, who says, you know, like we literally this last class was <laughs> taught with you guys. You, um, she says, you know, you stay back and you do your own prep, like by yourself. Me and Drew, we got mm-hmm. the setup, you know. And because um, there's a lot that goes into that. that there, there is, especially in Nashville when there's like production team and everything, like. Um, you know, we, we, we have more seats, like a, a bigger scale. And How many people were in your national class? 105. What? That's insane. That Where did you teach awesome. it at? Yeah. A Nashville Institute. Okay. Yeah. Was it a hair, a hair school then? It is a hair okay. school. Yeah. And do you ever cap your classes or did you just say like as many? Well, as many I, I want to say we can fit 150 in there. Okay. At that time when we opened up more seats, um, that's what was Sold. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful. Yeah, I feel like every time the, the preparation is so difficult, especially like having the fear of, I don't even know anymore if it's the fear of speaking or the fear of, of just being vulnerable mm-hmm. and sharing and maybe like not people not being able to relate, you know, like because it, it is such a <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> thing you know like I don't know and so the the process of it all is so hard like I would say a week like before I get like this like sometimes it's debilitating and I it's it takes a lot for me to like really like work on um and I think a part of it is just that I want to be my best like and I want that for everyone and I want everyone to like leave you know with something yeah and so that's why I don't think I'll it'll ever go away I think I'm meant to like feel this because it's important to me, it is you know because the minute you stop feeling that way it's almost like you're like oh I've got this I'm confident and, and confidence is a good thing but if you get to that point where you're not you know feeling that way you could just not care as much and people pick up on that I think that means you care yeah do you feel like when you taught color classes without the motivation that you would get as nervous um no, I I definitely was not as nervous, but you know the crazy thing is is like I would like if if I could go back and do it all over again, I I would face my fear of motivational speaking because mm-hmm. I feel more in my purpose now 
now that I do that, even though it's scarier than before. But before I was in such a bad place because I wasn't in my purpose of that. Like, I truly believe that like the platform of educating for me, like is in the motivation and the talking about mental health and all of that. And the technical, I love it, but there's so many other talented artists out there that you could get, you know, great techniques from and whatnot. whatnot. Yeah. And this is, yeah. And it's, it's truly what like makes me want to do this. You know? well, and I feel like it also started the class off on such a good foot because everyone's inspired and feeling amazing. And then you get to learn. And so it's just like, it opens up and it kind of breaks the ice a little and bit. And it's very yeah. unique because I've never been to a class that never. was anything like yours. And I was like, wait, I was like, I didn't, I kind of knew what to expect. But like, holy crap, she delivered. Oh and my even, God. Like I'm not kidding when I said in the first 10 minutes, I was like tearing up and I was like, this girl is so you're just like an inspiration and it's crazy what you've been through and like what you've turned it into. And then now you're like sharing that with others to like just motivate or uplift them mm-hmm. to like, you listen, I've had some crazy things happen to me, but if I can do it. You guys can do it. I promise. And it's just like, I was just sitting there and I was like, I got chills and I was like tearing up and I'm like, please do not cry. I'm ruining your makeup skin. Like, come on, hold it together. But I was like, it, it was awesome. It was powerful. I'm just so thankful you guys have no idea like it it's so scary being so vulnerable but like it makes it so worth it like so worth it and you know I I say this all the time like that like you really do become the words that you speak and that's why like the theme you know whatever of my my class this year was like motivate inspire create because that is my dream like in these classes my intention is to motivate inspire create and you literally just said that you said before you even got to the technical part which was the create mm-hmm. you were motivated and inspired oh yeah and like he had a to-do list on his little thing he's like i'm gonna get all this done like he was like on fire after that so good for you and then i went home and i did like crazy things like scrubbed my whole house and like did four loads of laundry she wasn't even telling you to clean your bed and then you were like you said something about like a story someone that you know it's like she sets an alarm and she's like the five the what is it yeah five seconds I downloaded that book I know me too oh my god so good and I was like you said she gives herself five seconds after that alarm goes off and then she's up and I said, I'm doing it. And I was like, I'm giving myself a bedtime because I will stay up all night doing stuff if I don't like cut myself off. Yeah. And then in the mornings, I'm like so hard. Once I fall asleep, I'm like such an insomniac. Yeah. Once I go to sleep, it's like impossible to wake me up. So I was like, I am not, I'm only setting one alarm tomorrow. I'm going to give myself five seconds to get up. And I did it. And I, I feel like today I had such a better start because it wasn't like so hectic, just like getting up and like mm-hmm. being like, okay, I got to get ready. I have to get this line. I have to go here. I have to do this. Yes, oh I did gosh. it. And awesome. I, well, so I did, I woke up and then I gave myself like 30 minutes because I was like, I always like to like hit snooze and stuff. But I was like, no. And I like sat up in bed and then I started, um, looking at like a video on YouTube because you're like, I just will like go and look at something inspirational in the morning. And I was like, I'm going to start doing this. I was like, you have such like a healthy like mindset and like look on life and like how you do things. I was like, I got to be more like Sarah. Oh, it has not always been that way. But I'm telling you like these, these strategies and have really become like my best practices and like, which is why you need to start a podcast. Cause I told Stu, I'm like, I need to start my day with you. Like, I, I like yesterday was so great. I need to listen to that every morning. I don't care That's if it's awesome. one episode up every six months. I mean, <laughs> we just need to, and I'll listen to it every day for six months straight until okay. the next one comes. 
prepared. Launching coming. Yeah, seriously. I honestly feel like we need a part two to this podcast because I have so much more I want to talk to you about. So we'll have to do another one. We should do like part two dating. Yes. Like we'll just have a special guest and like different subjects because you're so intuitive and knowledgeable. We'll start a series. Yes. A level 10 series. Oh my God. We transition into your podcast when you're ready to start it. This would be so fun. Let's do it. I just signed you up for a while. You're on our schedule. Well, I've also been thinking it would be fun to do like a class together where like we do a color collab and like you're oh. talking and we'll just listen because we're not good at that <laughs> you've been talking about how you want to do like kind of like a convention thing yes and like traveling and teaching a class where like I think it would be so cool if you guys did like a class and then you did like a blonding class and then you also did like a separate like motivational class I think it would be like such a cool Thing for like people to buy tickets and come and yes. do, yeah. or even collaborate like extensions, help like yes. on like one, on person. one person. Yeah, I yes, that. I love that because we were so the fun. other day like we could never mimic what you do because you get up and you tell your story. I'd be like, hey, I'm Jesse. I have I've been divorced. Like that's my story. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing is that like like what like what I was talking about yesterday. It's like you you have your own story yeah. and you have people want to know that and yeah. you don't know like your story your story anyone mm-hmm. who's listening to this your story is going to impact someone you yeah. know like you talk about it I like mean like said I, yesterday if you even touch one person right it makes it worth it right mm-hmm. it's really so is. true I love that. And one thing I love about like the podcast too, I'm trying to sell you on it right now. <laughs> it's not like an Instagram post. Like no one's gonna like kind of like find it in like a few weeks or a few months. Like it's just like hidden in the feed. I feel like it's always there. Yeah. Um, our last class in um, Minnesota, a girl messaged me and she said, "I just found your podcast and I started listening to it." And we have one like Jesse's story and Stu's story of like how we got to like where we're at currently. And she was like, it was just so inspiring. She was like, I went, I just went that night and bought a ticket. She was like, I got, she was like, I want to meet you. I want to meet Jesse. Like, I want to be a part of that. And I was like, that, that's what I love what I do so much. And it was all because of that one podcast episode. Yeah. And I, I've been having like this, like, yearn for like, you know, making this more than just like, you know, for hairstylists. And yesterday it was kind of confirmed because our model, like, I didn't know this, but Katie said, she showed me a text from, our model and she had messaged her like right after the motivation and she goes like I would have paid to be here for just the motivation because like mm-hmm. my life is going to be so different after this like I you know and she doesn't do hair yeah. like or anything and I didn't know where she was at in her life until after I just knew she said you know I want this to be a new chapter you know and then we talked more about like why why that was after but it's just so crazy that like you know what happens when you really Mm -hmm. do like live in your purpose and I think that like we could make this into something you could like yesterday you're like welders could come like you could you could speak to anyone it wasn't hair focused in that yeah that's so cool to hear because like honestly like the actual speaking and how I do it and and just being more confident in it is something that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So to hear like you could speak to anyone like is, is seriously so cool. Like you I beat yourself up more than anyone else would. Like really? I knew you were nervous because we talked about it in the back room, but you were funny, you were yeah. engaging. And no one was like, on their phone. I noticed that, which is huge. Like you had them. And it was like vulnerable, which was like 
it just hit home. Mm-hmm. It like takes it that like extra step to even go like deeper. And you'll get that confidence with time, but I also think it's relatable that you're honest about being nervous mm-hmm. because everyone in the crowd's nervous. Like that's why classes are so quiet, especially the bigger it gets, because people are scared to like raise their hand and talk. And so then you get more nervous when they're quiet because you go off with their energy. But what you don't realize is that you're like, I'm nervous. They're going to immediately be like, oh, it's okay to be nervous. Yeah. It's relatable. And something too, that's just like a a reminder is like, you know, students that come to class and invest in that, like they're, they're probably hoping and needing more than just technical, you know? Like it's, it's so much more, it's like, okay, so maybe you are here to refine your skills, but like beyond that, like what, what pushed you to think like, I have to refine my skills. Like, are you not confident in what you do? Or have you been doing this 10 years and you're, you're feeling like you're in a rut? I think it all stems from like what you're feeling and let's talk about it. You know, (laughs) I always tell my educators, I'm like, okay, obviously you have to have the skill. I have to train you to be able to teach, but it's 90% connecting with the students, talking to them, making them feel comfortable, 10% skill. It, it really is like they leave being like, like, honestly, we don't get much feedback that's like, I left, well, I mean, we kind of do, but like, I left knowing how to do extensions. Like, that's always like the first thing they say. And then they go into a paragraph about, you know, they changed my life with like how nice they were and how comfortable they made me feel and how inspiring I they were. Like, that's the best part because that means more than anything. Yes. And I yes. think that's, all of us in this industry are creatives and we're all looking for that, you know? Absolutely. It's, um, my dad's like email thing on the, what is that called? Like the, the signature. signature. Yeah. The yeah. signature for the longest time was that quote. Um, I forget who by, but, um, it was like, it's not, people will forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's like, it, you know, as someone who aspires to, to motivate, you know, it's, you know, goes beyond words. Like we, we have to act like that on a daily basis. Like, because it's, it's so much more about how we're leaving people. How do we make them feel? Not just about like what we're speaking to them, you know? Yeah. Cause like even yesterday I was taking notes as you were talking. So I'm like, I don't want to forget this, but overall, even if I don't remember the exact words you said, I know the way it made me feel. And that inspires me to take action. And I was like, yeah, crying 10 minutes in, like when you were talking about being adopted at six, I was like, like it just hit home. Like, I mean, I haven't been adopted, but like my son has a similar situation. It tugged at my heartstrings because I was just like, I can relate to this. And you go to a class of, you know, 30 plus people and you don't know what each individual person's going through. And to be able to sit back and like touch someone that may not have even known that they needed that, like you can't put a price tag on that. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just in awe of like what you've done. And even though it's like new for you, I feel like you've been doing it for 10 oh, years. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, it's literally like, has been an honor, like meeting you guys, your whole team mm-hmm. and, and being able to teach in your salon space, <laughs> which is like a huge space. Like, oh, like I told you, you can move in. <laughs> yeah. That loft is mine. We're putting the bed up there. We're going to bed. We're going to get a level 10 sign. <laughs> oh my God. Just like that one. Yeah, right above it. Well, we have to do a part two because there's so okay. much more I want to talk to you about. And really? we honestly just scratched the surface of how amazing you are and your story and all of that. So we'll definitely have you back on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like next time we should do like a Jay-Z Styles 
uh, after dark. Oh, I love it. Kind of yes. like after after hours. Kind of like let's let's. Wait, talk. I love that. Because I got, I mean, I got some stories, man. Oh heck oh, yes! Gosh, I would love. Kaylee, get on the outline. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, well, you guys know where you can find Sarah May, but if you don't, we will put her information in the show notes below. Go follow her education, her Instagram. Everything's incredible, and if you go to a class, let us know because it'll be the best decision you ever made. It so. will change your freaking <laughs> life. And thank you so much for doing this. Thank I was you guys so excited so about this. Since I found out, I was like, it's got to be perfect. You guys and then, agree. And, and then, like, just talking to you yesterday and today, I was like, it's just so natural. She's such a cool chick. Like, I, though, if I had to, like, describe you in, like, a word, it'd be like, well, this is two words, but, like, one badass bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, she's sweet, she's humble, she's inspiring, she's a badass hairstylist. It's just, like, Aww. it's awesome. So go to her so class much. and change her Change your life. You guys are great. Thank you. Yes, thank you for coming on. Honestly. Oh, so glad to hear that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.